0: Yes, my dear.
1: Gospel of our Saviour Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke, 6th chapter, beginning at the 20th verse. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, Do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You may wonder why we are keeping the Feast of All Saints two days early. Well, I can explain. The first and most obvious reason is that we won't be gathered here as a community on Friday to keep a major feast in the Church's calendar. And secondly, it's a matter of cowardice, really. It seemed at the time I found myself contemplating the Preacher's Rota to be a much better reason to be celebrating than the eve of Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Although that gloomy event has once more receded towards the horizon, the company of saints and our fellowship with them still seems a good and joyful subject. In a way, it's our opportunity to bring into the foreground and celebrate what is always there as the texture of the universal church. There were four saints who loomed large in my earliest memory. Mary, the mother of Jesus, and John, the beloved disciple, shared the dedication of the suburban church my family attended. And my picture of them was formed from the large suspended cross that hung across the chancel arch as they kept their vigil with the dying Jesus. The church was built in 1961 as a daughter foundation of a parish church in the town. Now the parish church was dedicated to St Boniface. We didn't know why the Worthies who established a building there in 1904 had chosen Boniface for their patron. It was a very odd sort of saint to be found in southern Africa. And nor did the parish think very much at all about the valiant 7th century Anglo-Saxon monk. In fact, he set off for Germany with a few companions, achieved success as a Christian missionary among pagan tribes, and founded the important monastery of Fulda in Germany. But we merely knew that his career had something to do with the title of the parish magazine, The (laughs) Axeman. Boniface's last stand was against a tree-worshipping cult And when he rather inadvisedly began cutting down sacred trees, the axe of one of the locals descended on his head. The fourth saint was another John. He happened to be my father. Now, I hasten to assure you, Dad had no ambitions in this direction, but his generally kind, hospitable and patient nature regularly caused friends and neighbours to remark to my mother, in the spirit of giving a compliment, John is such a saint.' My mother was not remotely pleased by this line of conversation <laughs> and felt that it reflected poorly on the stage of the family. A saint clearly has much to put up with. The rest <laughs> follows. It did not hope that my grandmother was referred to him in public as poor John. <laughs> <laughs> Why have I told you all of this? Perhaps because these sketches illustrate the strange complexity of our sense of who and what the saints are. Mary and John have careers that can be followed through the Gospels, and especially for the churches that trace their roots to the Reformation, this is the kind of sainthood that does not generate controversy. When the prayer book, that is the ancestor of our Book of Common Prayer, came into being, it had divested itself of many commemorations of saints with much with much less solid CVs. Of course, being mentioned in the Bible doesn't necessarily mean that there was much detail to be found. And you can see this in the collects for figures like the Apostle Bartholomew. It is said that someone attempted to write a hymn in his honour and got no further than verse Mm 1. Blessed Saint Bartholomew, would that more of you we knew. (laughs) 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 I move now to our second type of saint. Boniface is a saint by virtue of being recognised by the church. It came as a great surprise to me to learn that the system of canonising holy people was quite a late development, beginning around the 12th century. From its earliest days, the Church has been honouring the people who gave their lives for the faith and, in the course of time, writing their stories down. There would not at first have been a distinction between the categories of saint and martyr. Martyrdom was the only form of sainthood. The business of identifying special holiness of life comes afterwards, And it is the distinction of the Irish calendar that its commemorations are universally of holy people who did not die violent deaths. That's not to say that they lived comfortable lives, of course. The strict discipline they subjected themselves to came to be known as white martyrdom. But all of this means that saints were very local figures. Stories travelled and sometimes got muddled up with the stories of other people, but generally the saints were precious to particular areas. But as the papacy became more monarchical and imperial confidence about Rome as the centre and director of the life of the Western Church developed, things changed for sainthood too. The rather universalising trend of the High Middle Ages led to a special process for determining saints and then for installing them in a calendar for the whole Church. And if you followed the recent canonisation of John Henry Newman, you will know some of the ins and outs. What are we to make of the third group, the ordinary saints, the people whose lives touch ours, whose example offers us a model, whose encouragement keeps us going when we lose our way? They are part of that whole community described in our reading from Ephesians. It's a less straightforward passage than it looks at first sight. We'll leave authorship to more accomplished interpreters. But if you're interested, the introduction to John Muddiman's commentary makes fascinating reading passage's use of words also opens up a rich range of possibility. To begin with, who are the saints to whom the audience have shown love? the Christian communities? Travelling apostles and teachers? Both options get a mention in the prayer that follows the greeting. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. As I reflect on this prayer, two things strike me. First of all, the developing influence of dynamic and personal proclamation of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And secondly, it's optimism. It comes from a belief that ordinary human beings... Who have heard the message of salvation from other ordinary human beings who never imagined themselves in the role of apostles can grow into the life of a new world. This is the world ruled eternally by the risen Jesus, whatever it looks like from the ground. How do such people sustain the life of the saints on earth? And for this, we might turn to our gospel reading. The canon. I think, is teasing anyone who thinks that this is simply another version of Matthew's record of the Beatitudes. Luke is doing something very different. Jesus, after much prayer, has chosen twelve from among the disciples. He comes down from the place of prayer and annoys the Pharisees by healing on the Sabbath and showing that God's will for a whole and renewed creation stands above the human law. He now addresses a larger crowd, but perhaps those twelve especially, on the question of how to live. If you look at what he says, beginning with blessed are the poor, you will find that it is elegantly counterbalanced by a more dire prediction of the future of those who are materially well-off now. But both of these things look like quotations from accepted wisdom. They're not what Jesus is really trying to convey. And when he speaks in his own voice, this is what he says. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Jesus is not talking about what others do to us, or even about us at all, except in so far as we are capable of extending the kind of unlimited love and generosity that is perfectly shaped in the life he shows us. It is a vision to keep us going, and it is the vision that the saints we honour with feast days and church dedications, the saints we name children after, and whose way of life becomes a pattern for our own, somehow have grasped. Not that it makes them just like the people we most admire among us. Their histories, as we have inherited them, don't make them always very comfortable to live with. You can just imagine sharing a household with Teresa of Avila or even Francis of Assisi. I think it would not have been pleasant. Yet judgments can be premature. We are knit together in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of Jesus Christ. One day we hope to know all the saints as they are known and loved by God when time and history have ended. Until then, we make this hope real at every Eucharist as we join our prayers with those of all God's people with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven to proclaim God's great and glorious name in their never-ending song. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God, of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest.
0: We affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. We believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, True God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried.
2: The Creator of the universe, the one who even the sea obeys, the one who in love sent his only Son for each of us, and the one who day by day is present with us. God, we gave you thanks. And we ask that even as creation sings your praises, so may we, in times of hardship and in times of joy. Let us continually lift you high. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Let us pray to the nations of this world. We pray this evening for our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who face persecution. Father, we thank you for the faith and love of you. And God, we ask that you may continue to bless and use each of them in the midst of their sufferings. May they know you close to them. And may they continue to be bold and confident in you. God, the leaders in those countries, we ask that you would show yourself to them and transform their hearts. And may the faith of Christians suffering for you Show them your heart and your heart. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Let us pray for this land of Ireland. Father God, we want to pray this evening for the uncertainty that faces both the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland in the light of Brexit. God, we ask that you would give a sense of peace, to all those whose careers and livelihoods are uncertain, have sense And as the new deadline date for leaving Europe seeks to be set, we pray that you may be in all negotiations between those in control. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. <coughs> Let us pray for this community here at CITI. We thank you, Lord, that you call each one of us to this place, into a community where we can support and encourage one another. We pray for all the kids and stuff. God, we thank you for them and for their commitment to teaching and training us. We pray for the new deacons. We pray that over this year you'll continue to develop them and use them to share your word and your love of those that they need. Father God for us students in first and second year we ask that over this next year that you will continue to keep us on to give us teachable spirits, to help us to be there for each other Above all, continually remind us that we are followers of the living God. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray to those who are suffering or struggling, with any kind of need that God may bring them healing, peace, strength, and comfort. Take a moment of silence to bring before God those known to us. In need of His presence. God of comfort. We thank you that you know the needs of each person brought before you. And risen, Lord Jesus, who came and spoke peace to be with you. We ask that the peace that only you can bring. May be present in the lives of all those brought before you this evening, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Our merciful Father, accept these, these
0: are our prayers for the sake, sake of your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please stand. So we are one with the saints in the household of God, through Christ our Lord, who came and preached to those who were far off and those who were near. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And with you. We offer one another a sign of that peace.